Our Richard Zussman is here now, global news reporter over in Victoria, and to talk about all sorts of things like the vaccine rollout. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. Okay, let's talk about this plan because BC sounds like it is full speed ahead. Yeah, it is. So, uh, doses of the vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine, will start arriving here in British Columbia next week. There will be a little bit fewer than 4,000 doses of the vaccine. Uh, the first distribution uh, point will be two sites in Metro Vancouver, one in Fraser Health, one in Coastal Health. They just don't know yet how to move that Pfizer vaccine to different places uh, once it is uh, unloaded um, and thawed and then distributed. And so for now, and this is happening in every jurisdiction uh, in the world that's getting the Pfizer vaccine, people must go to that site. So it's going to be uh, frontline healthcare workers in long-term care, emergency mm-hmm. rooms, as well as um, uh, in COVID hospitals, uh, and intensive care units. Right. And then the goal is to start distributing the vaccine once they can figure it out into long-term care homes. And at that point, the province is also hoping it will receive the Moderna vaccine, which is similar to the Pfizer vaccine, but doesn't have the same needs in terms of storage. And the goal to get the vaccine into long-term care homes for residents uh, later in December Uh, early January. Uh, The goal is to have 400,000 people vaccinated in BC before the end of March. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of people. How are they going to develop like the lineup and how do they make sure people (laughs) don't jump that line? Yeah, so I asked yesterday about queue jumping because many will remember when the H1N1 vaccine came out uh, and people were waiting for hours in lines to get the shot and others, uh, including sports teams, were able to jump the line to get the vaccine first. And because the province is controlling the distribution uh, and acquisition of this vaccine, uh, there is a commitment to ensure that the order that they have created is followed and yes like everything in life there will be ways that people can attempt to take advantage of certain situations to push themselves up the line uh and but the province is going to do everything it can to ensure that those that need it get it first so those over the age of 80 those who live in vulnerable situations uh, homeless in shelters in indigenous northern communities uh, those are the ones that get it before the end of march and then once the hope is there will be more companies that have vaccines there's a lot mm-hmm. that are being tested and getting ready that those will come on board in late march early april and will allow the province to really ramp up the vaccinations. And that's when it opens up a little bit that, you know, more frontline workers can have access. Teachers, grocery store workers, paramedics, police, fire. They're in that group right. that should expect to get uh, the vaccine late March, early April. And then by age going down, starting with 75 and older, all the way down until the hope is that there will be herd immunity at some point, potentially by September. Uh, and then at that point, we may start seeing some of the easing of these restrictions we've been living under. Okay, so will there be any kind of a campaign, uh, you know, to convince people to get the vaccine? Or is it just, if you want it, here it is? I think there will be a campaign. It's a great question to me. Like, I think part of the fact that this will be part of news coverage, you know, every single day up until, you know, this uh, plan sort of finishes is sort of part of the campaign of letting people know you know dr henry and, and horgan uh, premier john horgan were asked yesterday are you going to get the vaccine and they both said well if it will increase 
confidence in the vaccine, then I will get the vaccine. So that there are will be plans out there to let people know that this is safe, mm-hmm. uh, that it is effective, and it will help slowly help us get back to normal. And I just said something in the last answer. I want to clarify it because I, I want it to be clear around the restrictions. There will be no doubt as cases go down and hospitalizations go down, there will be easing yes. of the social gathering ban restrictions what i was talking about is the mask restrictions and and physical distancing so all of those there will be a lot of changes as time goes by in order to get back to you know going to sporting event going to like big events and and not wearing a mask that is likely going to be at the earliest fall 2021 so i just want to make sure that's clear but yes there will be no doubt a campaign from the province what that looks like we're still waiting on that Okay, so more to come on that. Let's also talk about something that kind of fell by the wayside yesterday. I saw you tweet about this. You said the Tourism Task Force report is out. So I went and I found it and I read it. Uh, And there's a lot of important information in there to talk about revitalizing the tourism industry, right? Yeah, there is. And again, it was a funny, this is something that was a big part of the uh, economic recovery plan that was announced before the election. This was the support for the tourism sector. We are going to create... Uh, this task force and they are going to provide recommendations and then you know the report gets released the same day as the vaccine rollout and there's no press release and it's sort of hard to understand why the government has decided to in essence bury their own report but you know there are some suggestions in there including immediate funding for the tourism sector a doubling of what has been allocated Uh, there is also a call for more funding in the budget uh, in order for sustained funding. The message basically, and as you know, Simi, from reading it, is that if we don't put an immediate support now so that businesses can access money to cover their fixed costs, these tourism-based businesses will not exist next summer. And so when we do have an easing of restrictions and people can travel again, there will be nothing for people to travel to it. And we're talking everything from you know the mom and pop gift shop to science world like every tourism business is struggling uh to survive uh based on their costs based on their savings and they need immediate help now from the province and and it's clearly the the tourism side of things is something that the the government's been criticized about not doing enough to help Now's the opportunity to put in yeah. place these recommendations to put in the funding to help uh, save the, those businesses. Yeah, this is what I was wondering, too, because, you know, according to the latest jobs numbers, overall, B.C. is doing very well. I think we're minus 40,000 jobs from February. Yeah. Uh, and so great recovery so far from B.C., but a lot of that lagging is the tourism sector. Um, and the $50 million was interesting, right? Immediate doubling of that helping them to just get through the winter. So given the fact that it didn't get much response, is the government, do you think, actually going to do anything? Yeah, so I think the government will do something on this. I think tourism has always been one of the missing pieces of the puzzle in terms of recovery. Yes, there are a lot of parts of our economy, and yes, there are a lot of people that are hurting, but tourism is such an integral uh, part of you know, our identity as a province and and the bottom line uh, for the provincial government, you know, so much feeds into tourism, Uh, restaurants, uh, other related businesses, you know, they're not just the main attractions you think of, almost everything in, you know, downtown Metro Vancouver, 
downtown Victoria yeah. feed off that tourism industry. So yes, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure why the release came out at basically the same time as the vaccine rollout. Uh, but I expect that there will be a commitment, and I expect we will hear a little bit more on this today from the government. Okay, also, interesting question that came up yesterday as well during the press conference, I thought, was the question to Premier Horgan about, and Vaughn and I had talked about this as well, where he certainly likes to come out when they have good news to talk about, right? But when there's a record-setting day for deaths or a record-high number of COVID-19 cases, he's not usually the guy around when that happens. No, I think Vaughn and I have slightly differing takes on on this issue and and i know that this issue has surfaced often i think you know horgan has been consistent in what he has done he has appeared at all of the major uh, policy announcements and he has allowed public health to take the good and bad news when it comes to cases and when it comes to restrictions and uh, you know, he will be judged. He's already been judged once through an election. Yeah. He won a massive majority. Uh, and, he, and it will, but it will get harder from here. You know, it is the government has been seen as guiding British Columbia through this, doing an efficient job, but things have taken a tough turn the last few weeks. And this vaccine rollout is going to be a great test. You know, Dr. Bonnie Henry has done her work and British Columbians are thankful for it, but it's John Horgan and his government that people will judge ultimately in terms of how so you know the the decisions are managed not just on the health side but through the recovery and so i think you know it was a, it was an interesting question to horgan i think the election proves that british columbians aren't so sure mm-hmm. <laughs> that the people True. are happy with his response uh but we will see what the next year two years brings in terms of managing through the vaccine plan and then through what's going to be a very, very difficult recovery. So true. All right, Richard, thank you. Yeah, thanks to me. Have a great day. You too. Richard Dustman, our global news reporter over in Victoria.